If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13, and we're going to read verses 34 and 35 as our text. Luke 13, 34 and 35. This is Jesus speaking. It says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who were sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate, and assuredly I say to you, you shall not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather you, your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings but you were not willing. Let's pray. Lord, so many times you wept over Israel when it failed to hear the message of the prophets. So many times you wept over Jerusalem when it lived in rebellion and disobedience, longing for them to turn to you. And Lord, There's still times that you weep over this world. I pray, Lord, that you would speak forth this message to us of how you continue to weep over the people of this world, calling them to you and to the protection of your hand. Speak to us this morning, Lord, letting us know that you weep over us and that you're calling us to find safety in your hands. Regardless of what we're facing right now, remind us of the safety of your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. I've entitled the message this morning, Jesus is Still Weeping. Jesus is Still Weeping. Jesus came to reveal himself to Israel and the world, and yet he was rejected. And at this time of our text, Jesus is drawing near to his death, near to the time of his death. And he looks at Jerusalem and the condition of Jerusalem. Not the condition of the buildings and not the condition of the government, but the condition of the hearts of the people. And he weeps over Jerusalem. Jerusalem has missed its time of visitation and Jesus weeps. The very thing that could save Jerusalem is being overlooked and Jesus weeps. So many times Jerusalem and Israel had failed to listen to the prophets 
And now they were failing to listen to the Son of God, the Messiah, the one who had come to rescue them. And they were failing to hear His voice. And Jesus weeps. Jesus weeps as He speaks over the people of Jerusalem, telling of all the times that He wanted to provide safety from the wickedness of this world. He said, so many times I wanted to gather you to myself and cover you with my wings, but you were not willing to provide that safety the same way a, a mother provided the protection by its, her wings for the chicks. Jesus said, I long to do that for you, but you're not willing. And because of that, Jesus weeps. The city that would soon cry, Hosanna, Hosanna, would ultimately cry out, crucify Him, crucify Him. And so Jesus grieves over their spiritual blindness and their unwillingness to see with spiritual eyes of who He was and what He had to offer them. John writes these things that explains why the people of Jerusalem remain spiritually blind in John 1, 4 and 5 says, In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And so Jesus weeps. John 1, 10 and 11 says, He was in the world, and the world was made through Him, and the world did not know Him. He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him. And so Jesus weeps. John 3, 16-21 says this, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We're very familiar with that scripture, aren't we? That's not the end. Jesus continues to say this in verse 17. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. We're also familiar with that, aren't we? Because usually when we quote 3.16, we also add 3.17. But Jesus doesn't stop there. He continues. He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, 
lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Jesus tells us why he weeps. It's because men love darkness rather than his light. And they chose to remain in darkness rather than come into his life and and have their evil deeds exposed to where they would repent and be saved. And because men love darkness more than his light, Jesus weeps. Now he wasn't just talking about the world here. He's also talking about Jerusalem. He's talking about Israel, his chosen people. And he said they chose darkness over him. Because their deeds were evil and they didn't want them to be exposed. Because if it would be exposed, they would have to deal with them. And they didn't want to deal with the sin in their life. And so they chose to remain in darkness. In spiritual blindness. And so Jesus weeps. Jesus is still weeping over the world. The world chooses the darkness as it searches for peace. And Jesus weeps. The world rejects His love and salvation. And Jesus weeps. The world continues to die in its hopelessness. And Jesus weeps. The world believes Satan's lies as it searches for truth. And Jesus weeps. The world surrenders to its brokenness. And feeling like that's all that there is in life. That there's no hope of healing anywhere. And it remains in its brokenness. And Jesus weeps. Jesus calls out to the world, just like He did to Jerusalem in our text. He calls out to the world to find safety and healing under the protection of His wings. But the world chooses darkness rather than His light. Because their deeds are evil and they do not desire to repent. And Jesus weeps. His heart grieves over the condition of the world. And he cries out to the world. But the world doesn't listen. The world can't hear his tears. But this doesn't cause Jesus to stop being concerned over the condition of the world. And so he continues to weep. He continues to grieve over the condition, the spiritual condition of the world. 
And why does he grieve? Why does he weep? Because he understands that there is coming a day when the Father will say enough is enough. It's time to call your church home. And the trumpet will sound. And those who are in right relationship with him will be taken out of this world. And Jesus weeps because he knows that time is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. He understands that it's not just about those who will make it to heaven, but more importantly, he understands of the final destination of those who continue to reject his offer of salvation. He knows the suffering of hell. And it's his desire that none would have to go there. And so he makes himself available to everyone. He reveals himself to everyone. And when they reject him, he weeps. He weeps. Jesus weeps over you also. Now it may not be weeping over you because you've rejected his offer of salvation, that might not be the reason he weeps, but he weeps over you. Because when you hurt, his heart grieves. When you feel pain, his heart grieves. When you're suffering, his heart grieves over you. He grieves over your pain. He grieves over your suffering. And he weeps. He weeps over you. In your times of brokenness, Jesus weeps over you. Whatever that brokenness is, Sometimes you're wounded because of someone else. What someone else says or does to you. And it breaks you. And in your brokenness, you weep. And when Jesus sees your tears, it causes Him to weep over you. In the tears of your loneliness, Jesus weeps over you. In the grief of your heartaches, Jesus weeps over you. In the uncertainty of your fears, Jesus weeps over you. When you're under attack, Jesus weeps over you. When you're being falsely accused, Jesus weeps over you. When you suffer sickness and affliction and infirmity, Jesus weeps over you. In your struggles, Jesus weeps over you. Now I want you to understand, in all of these areas and many more, countless others, 
When Jesus weeps over you, he's not weeping because he's not strong enough to take care of you. He's not weeping because he's not wise enough to give you direction in your life. He weeps over your pain. And he longs to draw you close to him. He longs to draw you into his embrace to protect you from more pain, more suffering, more loss. He longs to draw you close so that this world can't cause you to suffer anymore. And he weeps. Because he sees your pain. And he knows he has the answers for you. And he longs to wipe away all your tears. He longs to wipe away all your fears. And all your hurts. He longs to call you home. Out of this world. And so he weeps as he calls you to draw near to him. And right now Jesus is weeping over you. Because he knows how you're hurting. The same way a parent watches over a child and longs to protect them from any type of pain. Jesus longs to protect you. But just like a parent knows that sometimes children have to scrape their knees and their elbows and learn from those pains, Jesus understands that we also sometimes have to skin our knees in this world. But just like the parent who runs to the child's rescue, cleans the wound and puts the bandage on, Jesus runs to our side. And he heals the wounds. And Jesus longs to do that this morning. Because maybe no one else knows how much you're suffering. But Jesus does. And he weeps. He's weeping over you this morning because he longs to take care of you. And he's inviting you to turn your burdens and your cares over to him and be comforted. And he continues to weep as he waits. Jesus wept over Jerusalem because it failed to respond in obedient surrender. Jesus weeps over you. And the question is, what will you do with his tears? Will you respond by drawing close to him? 
in your surrender and your obedience? Or will you choose to ignore those tears and seek to live your life on your own? Trying to figure things out on your own. I'm here to tell you that Jesus understands and he weeps. And he's telling you, if you will turn to me, I will take care of you. I will see you through. I will protect you. I will carry you through the storms, through the suffering, through the heartache, through the loneliness, through the emptiness. You feel like I'm not here. You feel like I'm ignoring you. You feel like I'm unaware of what you're going through, but I'm here and I'm weeping over you. And I will carry you through this time. Jesus has his wings spread out right now. And he's ready for you to run under them. And not just find safety and protection, but finding love. His love. And I invite you to come running. Come running to him. The same way the little chick runs to the mother. And when the storm is starting to hit, That mother hen spreads the wings out and the little chicks run and find safety. When the predator comes, the mother forgets her safety, spreads the wings for the chicks to run and find hiding. Right now, in the midst of your storm, in the midst of the predators, Jesus is spreading his wings opening his arms to you and saying, come, come and find rest in me. I'm going to invite you to come and find a place of prayer. As Jesus weeps over you, find a place of prayer and say, Lord, I'm running to you. I'm running to you. I'm running to the safety of your embrace. Because I know you love me and you will take care of me. Jesus is weeping right now. Will you run? Will you run to him? Let his tears wash over you right now. Let his tears and the warmth of those tears wash over you. Will you come?